Hi everyone, it's SJ here. I just wanted to do a little intro to this next episode. This is part two of a very long argument that Peter and I had after the live shows. So if you haven't listened to all of those ones, which is the last three episodes, but particularly the last two, I would suggest going back and having a listen to it. I actually just listened to the last three all in a row and wow, what a journey. As a summary of what went down, Peter made a bad joke in one of the live shows, then we kind of had a big conversation about that during the live shows and then Peter basically remembered it incorrectly and thought that I had sort of thrown him under the bus and then we had this big argument afterwards for which this is part two for the live show and the first half of this argument mostly I found it really interesting like quite fascinating in an anthropological sense of like wow isn't this interesting that this is how fallible memory is and how much I can I can also forget or just not feel sure about what's going on so mostly I just found it quite interesting but this part this second part of this argument I found really quite unsettling to be honest I had to stop it a few times to be able to get through it because I don't know so people were talking on reddit the other day about the last episode which I was reading up on it was really interesting to see people's really insightful comments about myself and how I approach um, different stuff uh, particularly conflict and things like that and man people were bang on it really made me realise how, particularly in this argument, I feel like, even though I'm not like completely passive, I'm really quite like trying to do a lot of work of trying to understand Peter because he seems quite upset and like deflecting or like in some ways still being quite passive. And it's kind of interesting to me to see that because because the argument originally came out of me talking about how my experiences of trauma or, or like conflict that has ended in like, um, like sexual violence has made me quite passive in conflict or afraid of conflict. So it's really interesting that this is kind of like the point that it ended up at, which is me being like quite like passive or deflective in conflict <laughs> with Peter and like totally negating what my memories of the events were which I'm already like pretty open to interpretation about anyway this episode may also make you feel like quite uncomfortable but I think it's also really I think it's it's like it's actually fascinating to look at this stuff and be like wow isn't it amazing how we can fuck it up like how how much we can fuck it up. So it's interesting from that perspective. I would say if you're really not keen on the argument, uh, you could skip forward to about I think 35, 40 minutes in is basically the point where Peter's like, actually I think that I may have been a bit harsh. Um, so <laughs> that bit's quite interesting. But I hope that you, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but get something out of this. It's definitely been a really interesting, confronting experience for me and for Peter, who has apologised a lot <laughs> for this. Um, yeah, yeah. So hope you like it. As always, thank you so much for listening.
Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. I, I read something somewhere, maybe it was, maybe it was part of a class I did, that uh, a lot of a lot of conflict, a lot of hurt feelings come from when expectations don't match reaction. Sure. And I guess my expectation was that you and I would have each other's backs because we've always had each other's backs. And your expectation was that we were going to be our raw, honest selves. At, like, if if that's a scale <laughs> of being honest versus having each other's backs, I was on one end and you're on the other, and that's I think where the conflicts come from. I don't think that I was completely on the other end. Like I think that you think that. In terms of, like, throwing you under the bus. <laughs> I threw there, myself under the bus. There's, di- there's just, I like... I absolutely threw myself under the bus. There's just, like, different ways of responding. I could have been, like, get the fuck off stage. You know, like, I'm just saying there's different... Uh, or I could have been, like, I'm never doing this with you again. You know, I'm just saying... <laughs> there's some there's some more extremes there. But, yeah, I mean, it comes down to that same thing. <sighs> yeah, I suppose it's, it's different expectations. Then again... I, I wouldn't have known how to prepare for something like this until it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Because I wouldn't have been like, as, as what I, are we going to do if you say something, say tell a really bad joke that I really fucking don't like. Because the thing is that in all of our history of making this podcast, the go-to has been being honest about it. No, the go-to has been like, let's just cut that and move on. But often when we're recording, that is not what happens. It, it mostly is. I'm the one who edits this show. Sure. You, you, you hear them after I've cut the things out. Mm. But like most of the time, I'll, like I'll say something dumb or you'll say something dumb. We'll be like, okay, let's just cut that. Say that thing again. Let's go. Yeah, but I mean, if it goes into a big conversation, often we'll cut that whole thing. There's been times where like something will go in a particular way and we might cut that whole thing and then come back to it. It's different in front of a live audience, obviously. But like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I can understand that that's really confronting. And I don't know what I would do. I don't know how to prepare for that or what I would do. Yeah. I'm curious about how you balance the thing of, like, that was not what you expected and not an, a nice experience at the very least, you would have preferred if we had have just moved on, I think. Well, it's like if you are a person of colour and someone makes a racist joke. It is, it shouldn't be, but it is your decision how big a deal that is. And so if you laugh, everyone will, be, everyone will breathe a sigh of relief and move on. And I'm not saying that's the correct way to go, but I'm saying that that is the thing that happens. If you go, hey, I don't want to work with that person, then it becomes a big deal. You shouldn't be in that position as the minority. Sure. But you are just by the nature of like everyone's eyes are suddenly on you. And it's, it's the job of white people to step up. Did I ever tell you about um, 
a night in a night in Texas. <laughs> the night in Texas. The night in Texas. I was hanging out with two girls and three guys. None of whom I knew very well at all. Okay. One of the girls had been in a professional context. A guy had been outrageously hitting on her. Okay. And we think he was stoned, but even like it was not okay. He was t- touching her hair and being like, "Hey, so this, this, this." And she was like, "I'm engaged," and he was like, "Well, you should be wearing a ring." Like he was just being a dick. Oh, in that okay. misogynistic way that people do in Texas. <laughs> no, uh, no, in that in that misogynistic way that people are, and it sucks. And you're a woman in a male-dominated industry, and it, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And she was telling us this story, and one of the guys I know is this massive Facebook feminist, and one of okay. the guys I just met that night. What's a Facebook feminist? He's always posting on like Facebook about like I I you know this thing, and people oh, are like so yeah. He's com- he 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 posts a lot of stuff around. He posts feminism. a lot of stuff about feminism, and he's okay. is a is an advocate. Okay. A very public advocate. Sure. And the guy I don't know very well, who we'll call... Does he need a name? No, there's too many characters in the story. <laughs> the guy I don't know very well was like, well, you weren't wearing a wedding ring. You know, how is he meant to know? I think this is, this is partially your fault. Okay. And I was like, that's fucked up. I want to see if this Facebook feminist says anything. And he just like stared at the ground and didn't say a thing. And I was like, oh, ho, ho, Facebook feminist. <laughs> You're all, you're all pep and vigor when it's online. Uh, and so after, after a minute or so, I was like, hey, dude, you're literally victim blaming. Like, this is the definition of victim blaming. Yeah. You're taking the victim in the situation and, and blaming, blaming her. Yeah. And he, like, after, after a 10-minute debate where I think people got increasingly awkward because none of us knew each other that well, and I was being like, hey, you're being a dick. And he, he was eventually like, you know what? I am victim blaming. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm sorry. And I'm like, this is not how conversations normally go. <laughs> how wonderful. And so, like, in those situations, it is not, it shouldn't be the responsibility of the person in colour in the room or the woman or whatever to be like, I decide the reaction. Someone else should step in and be like, hey, that's really fucking out of line. What the shit are you doing? Of course, then you run into the risk of white knighting. It's a very complex (laughs) arena, generally. Yeah. But in a situation where it's just you and me on stage, Uh and I make an off-colour joke, Uh you decide how big a deal that is. Uh You have 100% of the control over how big a deal that is. Okay. And... Moving on was my preferred level of deal <laughs> of like, let's cut that out. I've learned a lesson about making that joke not to, and to think blah, blah, blah. Like I felt terrible. I was happy to move on. And then you were like, okay, here's the level of deal we're going to make about it. Peter, I'm going to interrupt your story that you're telling to be like, Hey everyone, just a reminder. He made a rape joke a few minutes ago. And then a little bit, you'd be like, Hey guys, just, just a call back again. Rape joke earlier. Cool. We all remember that. Let's go on. You're saying, like, we didn't know how big a deal it was. And I'm like, you're saying, we've never done a live show before. How was I meant to know what to do? And I'm like, no, you're right. Like, it's hard to say. Just the path that you chose was so strange to me. (laughs) The path you chose was like, let's make this the biggest deal possible. And in the end, like like I said, I'm actually quite happy with the content that we got. Yeah, this is what I'm curious about. Because that's why I was asking about how do you balance this thing of, like, that was not a great experience... I think you're saying you don't agree with how I reacted. I'm not saying I don't agree. I'm saying you you need to like at least a little bit acknowledge I chose to make this a big deal. Because right now you're like, it was a big deal. And I just pointed out to it. And I'm like, no, you sort of control that. Like, had your reaction to my bad joke been like, it was a bit like that, move on. Then like, that would have been an even smaller deal than... Because what you did was like, oh, that's an awful joke. I'm going to continue my story and then highlight it five more times. No. Twice more throughout the show. I mean, yeah, I that that initial reaction 
was my honest reaction. Right. And that's fine. And I, I have no issue with that. Um, I have no issue with it generally. I just think if if you want to ever do stuff like in a, in a public arena, you need to realize that you get to shape the discourse. This is so hilarious that, like, I really do feel like you're telling me that it's my fault and I did something bad. No, no, I, I, I absolutely fucked up. I told a joke I shouldn't have. I apologize for it. I've learned a lesson of not telling that joke before. I would go back and, and erase it if I could. Um, that's just not an interesting conversation. What do you mean? The, the one where you apologize? Yeah, like... So you think that this conversation where you... you tell me that I'm wrong is it I'm not saying one? you're wrong okay <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying you, you like you might be interpreting it as like Peter's telling me I did the wrong thing no I'm saying that you made a choice it feels to me like you're saying I didn't really make a choice and I'm like no you have to acknowledge that you made a choice yeah I mean we're making choices all the time on like in a live context yes I'm made a choice to react in an honest way rather than push it aside and move on right but that, that's what I'm saying like the honest way is, is the immediate reaction and, and then, the rest of it is not honest no the rest of it like okay is, is it honest to point at a rock and say that's a rock <laughs> I'm not I can't have a Peter Paul right now it's not a Peter Paul <sighs> okay, would it have been honest? A hypothetical is different to a metaphor. Would it have been honest if I'd pointed to your face and said, that's SJ every five seconds during the show? <laughs> I'm saying it's not as simple as like, I made it, I, I was just being honest. It's, it's, it's more than just honest or dishonest. Mm. It's way more than that. And so that, that's, what I, that's what I mean. That's why I'm harping on this thing. I'm not being like, feel bad, feel bad, feel bad. I'm saying you're kind of treating it as like, look, all I did was be honest. And I'm like, you didn't just be honest because that can describe anything you do or don't do. No, no, no. I think that I, like, I think I've said this a couple of times, which was, I didn't feel like we could just move on. Right. But so I made a choice based on that information. Okay, cool. But the, the thing that I'm trying to say, and I'm obviously saying it poorly because it's not coming across at all, is... It feels to me like you're like, look, I took the only course of action available. Yeah. Right. And I'm saying, no, you shaped the course. That's absolutely what you do. Yeah. I... Do you understand the difference? Uh, I took the information that I had at that point. Yeah. I, like, I'm and not... <laughs> I responded to it. I'm not talking about like, on the night, here's what you should have done. I'm saying, you're, 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 you just said just then... I felt like we couldn't move on. I'm saying it's more than that. It's not just like, we couldn't move on without addressing it. You make the choice as to how much people care about it. You're saying people cared about it, so we couldn't move on. I'm saying, no, you get to choose mm. how much people care about it. Once you bring it up, yes, we can't move on. Mm. If you'd like not mentioned it, we could have moved on. You made that choice. Like Once you've brought it up, yes, we can't move on. Agreed. But... It's not as simple as like, I felt like we couldn't move on without talking about it. You might have felt like that. That's, that's fair that enough. That is how I felt. And so what I'm saying is that feeling is not necessarily... True. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Like, you didn't understand that 10 minutes ago, now you do. 
That's why I've hopped on about this. No, I, I mean, I was explaining why I did what I did. There's a billion different ways that could have gone. Okay, cool. I know. I, I do, I do like think that it's kind of a bit weird that I feel like I'm being told off. I'm not telling you off. I know that you're not. I'm just like, we've spent so much time <laughs> on this. And I do feel a little bit like I'm being told off. Okay, cool. I mean, you you said before that you like, don't trust me to do that again. Which is why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, would, you, would you rather I didn't mention that I don't trust you? I'm just saying it's. I'm just saying it's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, it's funny. It's kind of funny. Like not in a ha ha way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. For me, like one of us losing trust. Like no, no. Not, I didn't say I don't trust you. I said I don't feel safe. One of us not feeling safe around the other. I feel like is a big deal worth exploring. If you disagree, that's fine. No, no, no. I do. It's just kind of. It's just interesting that. that it's just interesting. That this is what we're talking about in the in like the. Well, like I said, the other conversation is very short and boring. Peter, don't do that again. Yep. Will not do that again. Agreed. Yeah. Correct. I will not do that again. Next point of interest. Should I do that again? No. Do I regret doing that? Yes. Like there's there's not a whole lot of discourse around that. Hmm. Hey, was that a good thing to do? No, it was not. I suppose maybe I'm just a little bit resentful that we're having this conversation that I feel like is quite shaming of me. Instead. <laughs> I understand logically what you're saying. I'm just like... I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm like, okay, well, go on. <laughs> what shall we do instead? Uh... And you, you like seemed really annoyed before. I was, I was just frustrated that you were like, I had no choice. And I'm like, it, it... no, no, no. But even like outside of that, remember before when you were saying that you were annoyed at me for like other stuff outside of this? Gonna cut. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just feel like. It's interesting because when you when you're like I knew we we're gonna record and I knew we were gonna talk about this, I was like I bet Peter's gone away and has thought about this a bunch and now has a bunch of arguments for me about like why I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Like I don't know like. I don't feel like I've said, hey, SJ, you were wrong. Fix yourself. When I make rape jokes, you've got to be more okay with it. It does come across a little bit like that. Okay, let's imagine that you made, you said something really dumb and or offensive on stage. Yeah. How would you want me to react? Yeah. But the thing is that you make jokes like that so frequently. Like... If I did that, it would be so weird. Right. So if something weird happened, how would you want me to react? So it, uh, I don't know. It would, it would be interesting. You've, you've been on, like, I've, I've, I've seen you on stage make a dumb or, or offensive comment. Oh, yeah, totally. 
I've done that. Right. And do you remember, do you remember doing this for a show once? You guys picked on me for it. So we were doing a live show. We were doing a live show. I made this comment. The comment was... Accidentally racist. Accidentally racist. And I apologize for it. And I almost went home in the interval because I was like totally fucking like, fuck. Fuck. Anyway, you guys used the next game to troll me for that comment. And like... Brought, yeah, you just trolled me for it. Right, but that, that that for me is more like the Ask Cat thing of incorporating it into the show. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, you're like, I would have just moved on. And I'm just like, that is not how that felt. I was l- losing my shit. So, I mean, two things. I get that you're like, it worked. But I'm like, well, Thursday night worked in a way. Like, <laughs> So, two things. One is that that was four years ago. And I think we've both changed a bit since then. You're welcome to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, secondly, that was a very different kind of show where like you, you made an accidentally racist comment and the person of the race who you, you were making it about is the one who called you out on that. Yeah. He made it a part of the show. He like he, he addressed that and then it was a thing that happened. And so, yeah, we did a callback to it later in a way that was actually very funny. So that's kind of like me saying, hey, that comment was not okay, Peter. And like, and making it, it part of the show. Right. Had you made it part of the show, that would have been fine. Had you been like, hey, Peter, you made this racist comment. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Great. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Not racist. Uh, uh, off color. Instead, you were like, oh, that awkward thing that happened. That was awkward. Okay. Now here's a new story. Like, you didn't make it part of the show. You just kept on drawing attention to how out of place it was over well, dude, and over. fuck, man. I didn't know what the fuck to do. Right. And so that that's why I wanted to talk about what we do in those situations. That's the point of this conversation. I'm not saying, like, you should have known with perfect knowledge. I'm saying, hey, look, this is a thing that happened. It is complex and interesting. Let's talk about the complex interest of it. Okay. That's not how this is coming across. Okay. I'm sorry. It's coming across like I did the wrong thing. And I'm like, fuck, man. I was just like shitting myself. I was like, what are you doing? When? When? What was I doing? I was like, what the fuck are you doing making a joke like that? And then, oh my God. I was just like, I want to leave. Like you're saying it as if you you were the only one feeling bad. You were not the only one feeling bad. I was like, this is fucked up and awkward. And it was just interesting because we were already talking about what I find hard about that show. And I was like, here's a perfect example, everyone. This is why I find this show so painful. Here's an example. I wasn't like orchestrating. I was just like, like, treading water i know you feel like i was intentionally bringing it back that may like i i know that i did bring it up but i wasn't like let's get peter i was just like shocked really really uncomfortable not genuinely not sure how to move on and also like see 
what I'm talking about? Right, so, like, I, I understand that. I'm sorry I made you feel uncomfortable. That was never, never, never my intention. But, like, I wasn't sure how to move on is the conversation that I was trying to have. We, we don't have to have it. It's okay. But, like, me being like, hey, how do we move on? Is not me being like, well, not like that. Not the wrong way that you did when we rehearsed for hours of the correct way to move on. It's like, something fucks up. Except what you do have, we do? Except you have said that in a couple of different ways just said now. What? You said, if the tables were turned, I think that you could trust me. I don't trust you anymore. You've said a number of different ways that, like, are really blamey. Okay, I, you keep saying I've said I don't trust you. I've said I wouldn't feel safe doing a live feel, show without feel, having okay. this conversation. <laughs> Do you see the difference? <laughs> That's the, the last bit I don't feel was in there. The, like... You, you don't feel safe doing a live show with me. Until, like... You didn't say that the first time. What I, I said was, <laughs> if we were to do another live, another live show, we would either have to have a conversation or I wouldn't feel safe. Sure. Just, like, how it has come across has been very... SJ negative. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I would like to... We don't have to do it now, but at some point I would like to have a conversation about what to do when things go wrong on stage in our very raw, honest podcast. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good thing to do before if we ever do a live show again. Huh. It's, it's, it is interesting that, like... I mean, how do you find... What do you think, or what do you make of the thing that, like... Okay, you would have preferred if that went differently, but also a lot of people were like, that. this is what I listened to this show for. Like I said, it was really good content, but there's a difference between there was good content and I want to do that again. <laughs> ding, ding! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> that is, yep, I couldn't sleep. I hardly slept the day after. The day after. The day after. The day after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hardly only had four naps instead of my usual six. I, yeah, I hardly slept at all that night. Well, after and the show, we went out with people. It was really good. Yeah, and I think that that's partially because it was so intense that people had things they, like, had things to talk about, had things on their mind, wanted to converse. But yeah, I didn't really sleep afterwards. And then the whole next day, like, it was also hard because my boyfriend was on a plane. So I didn't get to speak to him till like 24 hours later. Yeah. And I spent the whole next day alone. I just had to like, I don't take many days off, but I had to take the day off and kind of just do some really low key admin work. Because I like how your definition of a day off is <laughs> low key admin work. <laughs> yeah, some people's career. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just really, it just really shook me, and that stuff is difficult to me. It takes a lot of energy because I find it so terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a thing. It's not cost-free. Doing a live show or... 
having a having like, something go wrong. Just like the intensity. Yeah. I I really do want to know like how like let, let's say you make an accidentally racist remark. How would you like me to respond? I'm I'm curious as to what that is. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'm also curious as to how you would feel if I responded the way that you did. <laughs> Which is? Uh, abh abhorred, and then bringing it up a few more times without, like, building on it. Just being like, hey, remember that racist comment you made? Yeah. Um, I don't imagine responding well to that. But, like, again, that's why it goes back to the thing that we talked about right at the beginning of this, which is me being like, I don't understand why you make these jokes. Like, it's just, just been a common theme for a long time. That joke I made because it was the same structure as the previous I joke. understand. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Right. See? Well, you said it comes back to, I don't know why you make these jokes. I'm like, I thought I'd answered that. Not at that moment. So it doesn't come back to it. it, it As in, that's why I responded now, though, that yeah. way. Right, right. But if your behavior didn't change, I mean, I expect that your behavior would change now. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so the same thing wouldn't go down in the same way. I would respond differently. Right? Yeah. So I just don't, I can't, I can't imagine a situation where it would happen in reverse. Because it would be so different. Because the thing of you making a joke like that is kind of a trope. Right, like... So so I'm just saying the response is in the context of that being a trope. So your response to me if I made an off-color joke would be within the context of that being a really unusual thing for me to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an off-color joke. It was a misstep. Sure. Like, it was an off-colour joke, but it wasn't intended to be an off-colour joke. I wasn't like, oh, let's make an offensive joke yeah. now. It was... It was if, if, if I could... If but I, could I didn't only, know that. <laughs> Again, I didn't know that, but sure. If I could only make jokes that landed perfectly and made everyone happy and made no one sad, like, obviously that's what I would do. <laughs> I wonder whether I make jokes that, that people don't like. I mean, you don't make many joke jokes. Like... We've chosen different paths. Yours is like, I don't want to ever make a joke that will ever offend anyone, so I will make very few jokes. And I'm like, I do want to make jokes that pe make people laugh, so I will take the risk of occasionally having a joke not land. Interesting. Do you see that? Hmm. <laughs> see, now I just wish we had a live audience for every <laughs> podcast, because then I could ask them. <laughs> not hugely... I don't think that I make a lot of, like, I can't, I don't make joke jokes, but I suppose I make jokes. I, th I think I definitely make way more jokes than you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we should just, like, go, like, listen to the live shows and we'll just have a little tally of who makes the most amount of jokes. And we'll see. Because you're kind of saying that you want to make jokes, so... You're going to offend people sometimes. Because I'm, I'm you... saying I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm factoring the risk of offending people into making jokes and I'm okay with it. Uh-huh. And you're not okay with that. Zero percent. 
Yeah, I just don't think it really disadvantages me. Right, but you make... I think you make way fewer jokes. I don't think I'm significantly less funny than you. No, I don't think you're significantly less funny than me. I think you make fewer joke jokes. I'm fine with that. Right, and that's, <laughs> that's literally what I'm saying. We've gone down different paths. That's, yeah. that's my point, yes. You yeah. are fine with that. Yeah. I would rather take greater risks and, and potentially reap greater rewards. Okay, but like your risk is that Thursday night. Your risk is Thursday night. I'm just saying, you're saying that I should take responsibility. Like, Okay, so you're saying my risk is Thursday night in that, like, I will make a room groan and then move on, or that you will bring it up three more times. Like, there's two different risks. That's what I'm saying. Like, the risk there Mm. is something that you did shape. Mm. I would say it's both of us, but okay. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm saying that you can't put it all onto me. You can't be like, Peter made that that bad joke on Thursday. That's why the show went that way. I was just there for it. Mm. Like, is is that how you feel? I mean, like, that wouldn't be realistic, no. Right. And and that's when, when you said, I've harped on about this for an hour. That's all I'm talking about. I'm saying, like, it wasn't me on stage making a joke and then watching the show go downhill. You were there also... You say... Pushing that boulder down that hill. You, you said... The uh, hill of great content, it you, turns out. You said just then, the risk is Thursday night. I'm like, no. Thursday night was more factors than one line that I said. Yeah, but the fact that you do that so much, I think, builds up to that kind of a thing. Do what so much? I mean, the fact that you make so many risky jokes... Yeah, no, it adds to the situation. Is is me making risky jokes a surprise to you? No, but is my response a surprise to you? Yeah, your response was very much a surprise to me. It was not a surprise to me. Your immediate response was not a surprise to me. The rest of the show was a surprise to me. That was not really a surprise to me. Like, and like I, and it obviously I didn't expect it, but like (laughs) I didn't expect it, but it wasn't a surprise. But but like, if I think about it. Yeah, like when you say, like the episode where you compare me to being like having kids and we have an argument, to me that's this, it's like the same bag of potatoes. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty authentic experience of that. I really want to find the chat we had where you were like, yeah, I was in a bad mood. That wasn't really about what you said. Sure. Because I really distinctly remember that conversation. I don't know. Because, yeah, what I said was really not as bad as, as your reaction was. You cannot speak to that. Um, I cannot speak to that. I stand by getting offended, like, like getting upset about that. Right, but the thing is, on, on, the, on the episode where I said, where I compared you to a child, mm-hmm. I didn't compare you to a child. I said dating you has... Oh, sorry, I hate being misrepresented, and you do it a lot. I never said dating you is like dating a child. You I said, said dating me... Uh, made you feel like you could have a child. Yes. Because it prepared you for some of the aspects Yes. of having a child. Very different. That's what you said. Uh, yes, completely. I stand by getting upset by that. Okay, well, like, what if my next anyway, sentence had I'm, been... The, my point is just that, like, we've oh, had... You get to say things and I don't. I see how it is. Do you... Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to... To, to reiterate what my point is, okay, which is on. that we've had many conversations of that nature 
on the podcast. Right. But when we have those conversations, you bring stuff to the table. You say, hey, that offends me. Which is very different to like, hey guys, Peter made a rape joke. Yeah, but then you asked me and then I responded to your question. What was my... What, I asked you what and what was my question? You were saying, did that like... Did that... Were you hurt by that joke or whatever? Or did you think that was a bad joke? And then you didn't let me finish and then you explained yourself and then I answered your question. I, You're saying it like as if I didn't... Wasn't engaged in the conversation at all. Okay, I'm, I'm curious to listen back to this episode. And I'm especially curious to have you listen back to this episode. Because I think that we've both built up a, a way that it happens in our mind. It happened in our mind. Yeah, I mean... I don't... I, as I said, I don't really remember it all. I only remember little bits and pieces. So... But I know that I am now annoyed. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you like about the live shows? <laughs> I don't think I can switch that quickly. Okay. It's kind of like not being able to move on from a... An off color joke. Cool. So what if I said, you said that dating I... you prepared me for having a child because I didn't realize that you could love someone that much. Is that still offensive? Yeah, I mean, that's a really different thing, but I don't, that's not what you were saying. No, but that, my point is that you got offended before I, I explained why. But that's because there's a history of you telling me that I'm like... You had to look after me. I'm a piece of shit. You know, like... What? Hey, what? What? Like... When have I told you you're a piece of shit? Obviously, I'm... I'm no, I'm, seriously. Like, you can't say there's a history of you telling me I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I was just being... I was just being... Uh, a cunt. I was just being... I don't need you calling me a cunt. Okay. What were you being? I was just, like, being lighthearted. I'm sorry. It was very funny. Good job. Hilarious. Good unrisky joke. I, there has been a history of you, telling me things about me that make me feel like a child. Like what? Like that I'm really emotional or like stuff about my mental health. Well, that I need a lot of looking after. Or okay, wait, sorry. So, like, so it makes sense that I would interpret that thing that you said. I feel very uncomfortable you dropping, like, there's been a history of you telling me things about my mental health, because that could be anything and I don't know what you're talking about. And just it reads like, a certain just way. like, how I'm characterized by me, by you, and throughout this podcast, has been that. Particularly that I used to be a lot less confident, a lot less capable, a, a lot of really emotional. I mean, I'm still pretty emo. So, so it makes <laughs> no, sense. emo is a specific thing, yeah. I'm emo. <laughs> um, so it makes sense that when you would make a comment like that compares me to a child, that I would interpret that in a negative way. I don't think that that's a stretch. Okay. But I understand that you you could have corrected me and said that you meant it in a different way, but that's not actually how you meant it. Well, e even in that episode, you made up a bunch of assumptions that I was talking about stuff that I was like, I don't remember that ever happening. Mm. <laughs> like, there was a lot more of your baggage in that conversation than there was anything I intended. Mm. 
Also, like, I just want to make this really clear. I don't like being misrepresented. Mm. I want to make sure that you understand that because I said it earlier today in this podcast and then you were like, yeah, like, there's a history of you calling me a piece of shit. Like, no, there's not. That's misrepresenting me. I don't, I don't care what people think of me when they're thinking of actual me. Mm. I do care about people propagating lies about me and people forming opinion based on that. I like myself. I think I stand up pretty well to scrutiny. When you're telling people things that aren't me, then of course they're going to judge that differently. And I don't think that's fair. I don't like that. So do you understand in the same way as you don't like off-color jokes, I don't like being misrepresented. Sure. Okay. That's really important to me. It gets me very worked up. Yeah. You seem quite frustrated. Yeah. It's a thing that I really dislike. Hmm. You okay? I'm okay. Are we friends? I don't know. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, this is why we normally do it over Skype. <laughs> uh, I think I've probably attacked you more than I meant to and more than I should have in this conversation. I think it's because I feel bad about making a dumb rape joke on stage and I'm probably defensive. Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying not to be, but I think I'm very, very defensive. And it's like, like I, have I told you about when I took my moped exam? No. There's a, 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 I used to ride a moped and I lived in Canberra. And in order to get your moped license, you have to do a three day course and then do a little like a test. And the last part of the test, the final part was you have to drive around a cone and there'll be someone standing on the side where the cone is. There's two cones. There's one with someone standing next to it and there's one with someone standing on the other side. You have to drive around the cone on the side where the person is standing so that they can look at you and be like, cool, he has control of this vehicle. Yeah. If you drive around the other cone, you fail the entire exam. Mm-hmm. I'd gone 100% up to that point but when you're dri- when you're riding a moped, and there's someone standing there, you like you instinctively go the other way. Yeah. I went the other way. I failed the exam. Yeah. And I felt so dumb because mm. they made such a big point. They're like, "Look, people always, always drive the wrong this. way. Yeah. But we have to fail you if you drive around the wrong side of the cone. You can't go again. We can't pretend you went the right way. You have to drive towards the person, or else you fail this entire exam and you can't take it again for three months." That was the weekend that I was leaving Canberra. And so I couldn't take it again. And so I had to like, and so I fucked up and I I felt so dumb. And I was like, I'm going to make sure not to blame anyone but me because this was explicitly my fault. Mm -hmm. Just like the other night, me making a dumb rape joke, entirely my fault. Like, I want to make that clear. The joke that I made was dumb and offensive and I own that and I shouldn't have made it. And it was a bad joke and it's on me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a month after I failed that exam, I was like, it is really dumb, and I still don't know how much of, <laughs> how much of this is me wait being a, wait a, wait a, wait a, You're annoyed about how they make the test? Isn't it dumb? <laughs> I, I, I still cannot tell. Of course you are, yeah. But, like, is it me being defensive? And, like, because humans, we can't live with ourselves unless we justify the things that we do. You can't go through all day, every day, remembering every mistake you've made. I have friends who do this because they have uh, a mental disorder and they are constantly suicidal. Like, they relive every bad thing they've ever done forever, being like, this was my fault, I'm a piece of shit. Hmm. 
And if you do that, you want to kill yourself mm. all the time. So mm. humans, like, we innately justify the things that we do. And I'm not trying to justify the, the dumb joke, but I also don't think that the entire show was on me for making that joke. Mm-hmm. It was a good show, so uh, take it as a compliment. What are you complaining about then? <laughs> Uh, it was on me to drive towards the person instead of away from the person. But it's hard to say how much of this is justification, how much of this is like, it's really fucking dumb that even if you get every, like it was a, a one day exam, if you drive the wrong way to not hit a person, you fail your, your, your license test. Hmm. Do you think that's dumb? I think it's probably one of those things where it's like, this goes against your nature, but they had to make it that way for some sort of reason to do with something. Um, and that that tension is frustrating for people who get stuck in the middle of it. So, yeah, I think I think I have been a little bit overly aggressive. I think part of that is just I'm really fucking tired. Um, it's my love. I've got three days left in Australia. And I'm trying to see everyone and do my job, and it's not working. Do you remember, so, after that night, so after that night... That night in Texas. That night in Texas. <laughs> after that night in Texas, <laughs> after that show, we hung out and we um, talked with a lot of people. That was so good. It was great. And um, we took someone home. Mm-hmm. Like, I drove someone home. Yeah. And not took someone home. Drove someone home. <laughs> the two of us took someone home to your boyfriend's bed. It was. Uh... And we were talking, and they were saying that you're quite emotional. And you're like, what? And I was like, yeah, you are. You're like, what? Because well, there's this dynamic, which is that. Uh, and I've heard this from a few people, but there's, like, who listen to the podcast, there's this dynamic that. That I'm really emotional and you're like really rational all the time. Yeah, someone, I think my cousin said that as well. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it that way either. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure what, how you saw it, but like you are also like quite emotional. Well, I mean, I'm a human. Every, every yeah. human is emotional. And um, you just like, you know, I suppose people get polarized, but you're not like this like logic man no uh, I I think I said this to you the other day and you fervently disagreed with it which is that my business partner Nicole once said that she enjoys getting advice from me because I am logical but I factor emotions into that logic sure Um, but I think the thing is also that you're also emotional so like okay what do you mean when you say emotional so I suppose I'm talking about this because you came you came over here and um Attacked you for now. <laughs> and um, I suppose that's not in the camp of like logic, but taking into taking emotions into account. I suppose that would probably more be in Just a be like emotional. emotional. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, the recording process skews it a lot as well. Roxy and I have had more fights on podcasts than we've ever had off of podcast. Sure. So this is love, and a big part of that is because. Normally, when we, when things get heated, we go and we calm down, and that's super important to me. When I when I can feel myself being unreasonable or getting heated or uh, being yeah. too emotive, I will be like, "Hey, I need to go and take a break. 
I need to go do something else. I'll generally talk about it with someone else and I'll come back like a day later because there's nothing urgent that you need to talk about, you know. That you need to fight about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fights, fights are almost never urgent. Like we're not at the airport. Being oh like, my do- God. I have done that once. Recently. Well, Rox, Rox and I had a fight and then I went away for a week and then I came back and we were able to resolve it. So like, yeah. I, I meant like, we're not, you know, fighting terrorists and being like, oh, we've got to resolve this right now. Or the, or the attack's going to go off. Yeah. Every fight I have can be done now or in a week or in a year. Yeah. Not a year necessarily. Yeah, maybe too long. And so the recording process does skew that because I like, what's the time right now? I'm meant to be at my friend's house right now. I'm an hour late. To a thing that I'm meant to be going to. And so I'm not like... Look all this great content we're getting. I know. Well, you're taking two months off. So I'm like, if we record multiple episodes now, that's great. (laughs) And so I can't be like, hey, I I know that I'm tired. I'm being unreasonable. Let's talk about this another day. I'm about to leave the country. Mm. Like, it's not an option. And so when we're recording, me and Rox, we should start doing this. Just like, stop. Mm. When When I feel myself getting cunty. (laughs) Getting cunty. Oh my God, you called me a cunt before. No, I said you were being a cunt. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you were. You said we, our history has a long relationship let's, let's, of you calling me a piece of shit. Is it okay? Do you think that's a nice thing to say? <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't being... Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't being serious about that particular bit. Okay. But... Um, it was a good joke. It was hilarious. I was just trying to lighten the mood. It didn't work. Uh, how would you like me to deal with that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, how we deal with it is I bring it back up. Again. <laughs> so that's similar. It, it's it's uh, like on the night, if you'd called me a cunt, I would have way preferred that. Uh, as it, what? Okay. Because I made a, I made a dumb, I made a cunty joke. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh my God, you're, you're, like, Peter, you're being a cunt. I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> let's talk about it. Sure. Instead of you being like, hey guys, Peter made a rape joke. Like he wasn't even to me. It was to the audience. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, it is unfortunate, but I don't believe we would have learned this without something (laughs) like this happening. And so I think, generally speaking, my emotions are less of a driving, an immediate driving force, which is how I interpret the word emotional. Generally speaking, I can step away, let my emotions simmer down and then make choices based on what will make me happy and what will make me angry. Yeah, so I get the most emo version of Peter. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you keep saying emo. Does, that, that word does not mean what you think it means. I'm reappropriating. <laughs> That's interesting, huh? What did you like about the shows? It was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. That's what the audience said as well. <laughs> <laughs> I play better to a crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good getting reacquainted. Well, not reacquainted, but getting acquainted with people and understanding I really liked talking with people and and getting information while the show was happening no I mean that but also afterwards like talking to people and getting to know like what they get out of it yeah particularly because I've been quite down on projects recently and I've been I mean I said this just before last week, but been very much like I want to quit everything. Oh, and so... Do you now feel less like you want to quit BMX? I mean, look, ask me when we haven't just had a fight for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and you might get a different answer. But it made me go, oh, I get it. Like, I can understand why people listen. That's good. I think you needed that. Yeah. There's been a struggle to get this show happening (laughs) without you on board. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought that 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 would be the case? Yeah. I feel much better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? I I always feel better after having said all the things. Because you got angry at me? No, uh, no, like I, I was... I've had a lot of thoughts in me and until they get out, I don't feel at peace. Yeah. I've now said all the thoughts because like if, if, if we're halfway through a thing or like if, if I've heard a bit of a thing then I will build up all these conversations in my head and they just go around and around. It's not helpful. No, I know. That's why I was like, oh man, we're going to record this thing and Peter's going to have like, I was like, Peter's going to launch at me with all his thoughts basically. I have to say, I think that I, was, I think that premonition was kind of bang on. Yeah. It turns out I know you well. I was going to say, like, <laughs> huh, it turns out the thing I knew about one of the people I'm closest with in the world was accurate. <gasps> Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Oh, fuck, man. You excited to get rid of me? <laughs> no, I'm not excited to get rid of you. You like me. This stuff, it's just... There's a lot of it. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> some smoochies? Yeah, absolutely not. Smoochies on no. your mouth bit? Definitely not. That's what I have a dog for. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. No, I, I'm not into dog makeouts. I don't have anything to say. Earlier on, you said, we know what would happen. I would bring it up over and over. But no, like, I stopped the conversation was like, let's talk about that. I did address it. <laughs> what? When, when you said that I called you a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that you brought it up. I stopped and was like, no, we need to talk about this. Sure. I know. I, I, I would always like to address stuff or not address it. It's that murky in between ground that I hate. Hmm. Interesting. It's, why, it's not why, but it, it is uh, part of why I'm so blunt about stuff. Because I'm like, look, let's talk about the thing. Let's not dance around it. It's funny though, because I feel like this whole conversation has been a dance around you have felt very angry and hurt. Yeah. Potentially dismayed. Be- betrayed. Betrayed. There we go. Betrayed. Even worse. Yeah. And part of it's almost certainly like me being annoyed at myself and projecting that outwards. Yeah. We got there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we need to record for three hours to get to the bottom of stuff. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going around to a friend's house for board game. And yeah. last time I was around, I was 15 minutes late, and I walked in and immediately got a lecture on being late for board games. I, I, I was a bit like, last time we had a board game, you were half an hour late. Okay. Um, and so today I was like, look, let's aim for 12, but I am not committing to 12. I cannot promise I'll be there at exactly 12. It's now 20 past one. So at this point, I'm like, I, I deserve, I deserve the lecture this time. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry for making you late. That's okay. Do you want to do an outro? Uh, I want to, I want to hear if you can do the outro off the top of your head. Oh shit. Okay. Thank you for listening to being honest with my ex. The most awkward podcast (laughs) of all time. 
seriously, guys, this level of awkwardness is emotionally uh, draining. <laughs> so you've gone off script a little bit. <laughs> but we encourage people to go off we script. We do, but I don't know if you know the script. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review and tell your friends. Peter is my favourite man who comes over and gets angry at me on a Sunday morning. <laughs> slash, slash afternoon. <laughs> slash afternoon. Someone suggested we replace Peter's my favourite son with Peter's a sexy robot. Which I thought was pretty nice. But you're not a robot. That's just what we've discussed. You're not a Roma, robot. You're so actually just, emo. Just to be clear, you are conceding that I'm sexy. <laughs> That's not the Look, part that you have a issue no with. There's no comment on the sexy bit, but the robot bit, like, my sister, you're like a robot with mega feelings who who denies their feelings. I don't. That's the thing. I don't deny them. I factor them in. Factor them in. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just have feels. Like when? You have like logic, but it's like covered in feelings. In a thin layer of grime and feelings. I wouldn't say grime. Just feelings. Then you're like you come at it all logic, but like. How you do it is so feelings. <laughs> and it's not about you factoring in the feelings. It's the feelings. This is not at all clear to me. I think maybe I should stick to the Peter Fours. <laughs> you can take I'll explain it to you later sometime. Um, my sister listens to the podcast. She skips any episode where we argue. <laughs> She's only skipped four so far. Power to her. <laughs> yeah. That's all from us. Bye-bye. Goodbye.